Welcome to iRock City Podcast. Uh, this is The Rocket back again. Today we're talking about Metallica uh, in the recent years. Uh, joining me are a bunch of guests, uh, but first let's go to the K9 in Toronto. What's going on? Rock on, fellows. Um, good, man. Just uh, relaxing. Early morning. Got my coffee ready. Uh, yep, yep. Water. So we're, I'm ready to rock and roll today, man. I had a good time listening to these albums. Me too, me too, sweet. Um, and next, let's go to Atif in Japan. What's going on? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. All is well. All is well. It's 10 o'clock. 10.13. Like he wow. said, canine ready to roll. I had my tea. Absolutely. Got my water. Say, well, you awesome, got to stay awesome. hydrated for this. So, you know. It's oh, you do. You do. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. You know, I had and a long bike ride. <laughs> speaking up yeah last but not least let's go to Zuffer in Houston what's going on man um not much um actually I'm in Dallas but uh, oh sorry (laughs) not not, not a problem I mean uh, yeah cool yeah it's 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 all right not a whole lot's going on just under lockdown you know yeah I know that is I know that is all right, sweet. Let's. Uh, I guess let's get started. Uh, I think usually what we first do is just go around and just see what everyone's listening to in the last few weeks. Um, so, K9, you want to get started off? Like, what what are you listening to nowadays? <clears throat> yeah, so um, I, I was listening to Sparkle Horse. So it's uh, it, there were <laughs> Sparkle Horse. So, um, there were uh, it was an indie. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they were an indie band. The, the lead singer committed suicide. Uh, not to, uh, I want to say about. Oh, two, great! Yeah, 10, 20, 10, 11 years ago, and um, they had. Uh, well, the lead singer had worked with um, uh, the famous director. Um, he's the guy that did, uh, you know, Inland Empire and um, uh, what's it called? No, oh, all right. Yeah, I forget. Again, the name is escaping me. So anyway, um, he he did a collaboration album with him, got like a lot of, um, you know, plays and everybody was talking about it. So I went back to his old stuff. It's very, um, it's actually, it's not, it's it's really good stuff. It's really good stuff, but it's been done like because he did it in 99. So if you were like, if you were listening to a lot of bands in 2007, 2008, like indie bands, they were just copying him. So it's been done a lot. So if mm-hmm. you appreciate like, oh, that was, uh, you know, that was a, this is the guy that started it all. So, uh, I, it, uh, so it's, you know, it's like a calming effect. So every time I, I would listen to it in the morning and then I'd be like, okay, now I can move on to Metallica or maybe something like, uh, you know, Wu-Tang, but for mm-hmm. to relax, ease myself into stuff. Cool. Cool. Uh, okay. Let's go to Atif. What about yeah. you? I'm listening to R.D. Berman. Ah, oh, kya baat hai, sir? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding, man. Uh, <laughs> so, songs from Shole. No, no. Uh, I I was actually introduced to, uh, literally about three days ago, to a Hungarian jazz guitarist, Gabor Zabo. Uh, and he, yeah. he kind of combines, it's like a fusion of uh, Hungarian uh, Hungarian melodies 
with jazz, rock, and other things. It sounds very, very different. It doesn't sound like, you know, the conventional mel- melodies and harmonies and all that. So I was listening to that, and uh, I was listening to The Cult, some of the older yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Specifically, the Rick Rubin uh, album that, that they did with Rick Rubin. Mm. Just to see what, how he how he mixed it back then, and because uh, some of his newer stuff is mixed in a certain trademark way, but it doesn't seem like the old stuff is mixed in that particular way. It's more it's more loose. Let's okay. put it that way. Um, but it's still did good. the cult was Matt Sorum from Guns N' Roses in the cult, or have I got the wrong? Yeah, yes, he was. Uh, what year? What year? I don't I don't remember, but he was uh, for a while in the cult. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Artie Berman was uh, interesting too, you know. <laughs> I bet, I bet. <laughs> the two rocker Artie uh, Berman, bro. Yeah, man, respect. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> all right, let's get to Zephyr. Zephyr, what about you? What have you been listening to? No, honestly, really nothing. I'm, I'm more like Eddie Van Halen. Who doesn't listen to anything. He just tries to come up with stuff. <laughs> just not as good. I mean, yeah. So. That's cool. I, I did listen to some of the old police stuff. Uh, ah, maybe, yeah, so, yeah. Mm. yeah uh, one, one of my favorite bands. So that's what I was listening to. Oh yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was in love with the police in the my early twenties. I had I think the first three albums were really like hit me pretty pretty hard. Yeah, really good albums, man. Good yeah, album. really good band. Yeah, yeah. Good. And uh, Pink Floyd creeps up every now and then. So right. yeah. Oh yeah, mm. sweet, sweet, sweet. For sure, right? Uh, cool. Uh, yeah, for myself, I've just been looking into Sonic Youth a little bit and some David Bowie, uh, Hunky Dory. Uh, oh, Hunky Dory! The- yeah, right, yeah. right, right. That was uh, that was probably my favorite, and uh, the man who sold the world and the Ziggy Stardust, Spiders right. from Mars. Uh, that's about it, really. And uh, Metallica. So from- yeah. yeah. So uh, actually, I have a question for you, Ahmed. Um, so what do you what do you think about um, Sonic Youth? What do you think specifically about like which albums were you listening to of theirs? Uh, yeah, it's too early. I just just started, so I've just been going through um, kind of recommended songs. I haven't gone into any albums, and um, yeah, it's strange. At first, I didn't like it. Then I started liking it. So I don't know how to explain it really. I think I need to go further into it, but I can see their influence on other bands. You know what I mean? In the right. alternative world, mm-hmm. but it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. A lot of the songs are pretty cool. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I was kind of big and. Uh, the- and Sonic Youth back in the nineties. Um, I mean, it was uh, the time I really liked alternative music. So, and there, I mean, it's a lot of lots of noise. Basically, that's what it is. I mean, lots of ex- experimentation. So, yeah, yeah, very progressive kind of art, artsy alternative. But uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. All right. Uh, okay, so let's get into Death Magnetic, which was two thousand eight, and this was produced by Rick Rubin. Yes. It and, was, uh, and it was great. Yeah, yeah. Atif, why don't you start off? Why don't you start off with your thoughts? Well, uh, I don't know if it was YouTube or an article or an interview somewhere. Uh, I I think it was Headfield. He was talking about uh, the concept behind Death Magnetic, and one of the things Rick Rubin specifically requested was that I want the essence of Metallica. Okay, so do what you guys do best. And I, I, I want to work with that. All right. So, so that, that was the, one of the concepts that the sound has to be the essence of uh, Metallica, no more experimentation, 
uh, go, trying to go back to your roots, you know, thrash, heavy, hard, that kind of thing, right? And uh, I I personally like it, but one of the reasons I like it is because you can hear uh, the bass player Rob Trillo. You can hear mm-hmm. some of his uh, some of his bass lines that you that that are reminiscent of suicidal tendencies mm-hmm. and infectious grooves. You can you can kind of see it, you know, uh, creeping in when uh, with with Metallica music, and I I really like that. I really like the bass. Yeah, the base element of it is not just standard. Dun, 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 dun. It's, it's, it's actually very yeah, groovy. Yeah. It's very groovy. Yeah. It's very cool. So that, those are, those things caught my caught my eye, and it was nothing like Saint Anger. Thank God. So, <laughs> yes. Thank God. So you know, it's like we're done with that. Bury that. Just, you know, this, this is good. Yeah. I went to the uh, the concert as well in uh, in Tokyo. The Death oh, wow. Magnetic tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, as always, it was great. And uh, I saw the sword. Uh, opening act was the sword followed by fear factory and then mm-hmm. metallica you know perfect man perfect sweet any uh any standard tracks or just you like oh, the album? oh i like cyanide cyanide yeah, yeah that's the starts with that bass riff dun, 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 yeah dun, right right right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. brutal brutal bass riff man that one and broken beaten scarred it's also one yep, of my yep, yep. it's one of the songs i like uh and sometimes, I mean, it's not bad, but all nightmare long. It's a little long, but it's a pretty good, pretty good track. Those are the three tracks I like. Sweet, sweet. Uh, K nine, what about you? Okay, so um, I'll start off by saying that a lot of times when we do these podcasts, so much of it is just meditation and pontification on um, what we're listening to, right? So I remember when this album came out. And again, with Metallica, we want to Metallica is more, much more of a cultural zeitgeist than it is like, you know, a band. And I do the time that it came out, I remember I had gotten into, and it was introduction. It was an introduction into uh, Dave Grohl's side project called Probot. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten into heavy music. Like I was listening to, you know, the sword. I was listening to um, early Metallica um, I was listening to, um, I, can't, I think it was um, um, Queens of the Stone Age and even a little bit of Sepultura. And it was this time, I think it was like 2005, 2006, like new metal was dead. And That's a mixed bag. Yeah, it is kind of a mixed bag. It's true. But it was like I wanted that hard music. And it was a weird time because I think everybody like that I knew that was a metalhead at that time was listening to these weird D&D metals, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons kind of metal. They wanted that sound, right? Mm-hmm. And I was the same way. Like I got into this, you know, I, I, it was, I, I guess it was just that perfect timing where I was like, yo, I want something like this. This is what I want from Metallica. And when Death Magnetic came out, it was like they answered my, you know, they, I don't know, maybe they were listening to me or maybe they were listening to the music that was around them and they're like, okay, this is what's popular right now. This is what people want to listen to. And we used to do this stuff. Let's do it all over again. And as what Atif had highlighted that, um, and this is where it comes down to, it's like uh, production, right? So, so it really comes down to this, like it's Bob Rock versus, you know, uh, Rick Rubin. And, mm-hmm. you know, Bob Rock... To me, at least to me, 
He doesn't sound like the guy that sits home and listens to up-and-coming metal bands or Maiden albums. He sounds like the guy that sits home and deciphers why March of the Pig sounds so rad. So he has a natural knack for understanding what makes uh, fans and powerlifters go, hell yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> Power. Because that's that's what he and, – and nothing against him. Like he's a commercial guy. He just knows how to polish music to make it right. sound radio ready. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And Rick is Captain Cool. And I just want to give a shout out to Atif right now because this is, goes back to like our connection. He used to lend me these tapes from his uh, booster of MTV. <laughs> and on those, uh, there was a, there was, I forgot the name of the video, but it was a Def Leppard video. And they would have this flashing thing going Captain Cool. And from then on, I started using Captain Cool, right? So, um, <laughs> Yeah, you do use that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Okay. So, um, you know, he's so he he went in and he said, "What he has this? He's not a technical wizard, but he has the ability to see a band's soul, if you will, and just expand on it. Like, you know, he wants the fans to go, oh wow, and the powerlifters to go, what? So I'm okay with that. <laughs> and powerlifters, I have nothing against powerlifters. I'm just yeah. joking about yeah. them but sweet sweet yeah any standout tracks or the whole album or? yeah so i'm gonna say um the day that never comes uh i remember this was like i was just sitting in my office and you know it's, it starts off slow i'm like oh it just sounds like you know classic metallica then it just gets into this crazy guitar shredding and i was like oh this is exactly what i need in my life right now right 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 <laughs> and um yeah. again and it goes right into all nightmare long which i loved as well that's like you know yeah that's that's my favorite yeah, yeah. and then a final one is suicide and redemption and um for me this is like the classic throwback 80s metallica and um and shout out to Emily Sewell, uh something out of castlevania <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> Yeah, I think for me it was my apocalypse was really like, mm -hmm. oh my god, Metallica's back, you know, Metallica's back. But uh, cool. Uh, all right, that just leaves Zuffer. Any thoughts on Death Magnetic? So, I mean, I, I used to be a huge fan of Metallica up until like the Black Album. Even it took me a while to come around to Black Album. Right. Yeah. Um, then I went saw him live, um, <laughs> and that was great. I mean, Black and kind of, grows on you once you you know start listening to it yeah and then after that it kind of went downhill for me so i didn't pay much attention to uh metallica i guess they tried and went back to the roots um so um i i kind of like oh wow i guess they're back but it's it's a much more fast-paced album i think um uh, even than their earlier albums that's how i feel i don't have a particular uh song that i like uh, a lot but i mean overall yeah the album's pretty good i mean i was joking with you earlier about how you know it was a death metallica but i think this <laughs> right, is yeah. what kind of this yeah, is yeah. what kind of revived them or you know brought their old fans back to them i think that's how i feel about this but yeah it was a great album not i'm not a fan of either of the producers uh you know bob unrock and the Ruben sandwich <laughs> right. but, uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean they i mean they're commercial and and they know how to market music so yeah 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 no i agreed i agreed with all you guys um some other songs end of the line 
uh, Unforgiven 3 as well. Uh, but Cyanide was great. So I guess, yeah, that covers Death Magnetic. So then we had to wait eight years for Hardwired to self-destruct, which was produced by Greg Fieldman, who was a engineer on Death Magnetic, uh, but produced this one. So, um, yeah, K9, you want to get started with Hardwired to self-destruct? Sure. Uh, I just wanted to add one more thing. Um, and I remember yeah, go uh, just going back, right, prior to the um, – death magnetic coming out um there you know they were running interviews and lars was uh he let um sebastian bach listen to the album itself and the first thing sebastian bach said to and coming back to what zuffer said it just reminded me sebastian bach said to lars he's like man all these songs are super fast how are you going to play this stuff live (laughs) (laughs) so that was yeah so super, uh, yeah, Sebastian Bach had that, you know, like I thought that was interesting that, you know, he's he's always an interesting guy. He always has interesting comments. Yeah, I've seen him. Uh, I've seen him open for Guns N' Roses. I was like, wow, this guy, he's good. He's actually good. That is yeah. what I <laughs> interesting is one word for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a really funny, funny guy, he's, you know. Yeah. But, Canadian, man. Uh, <laughs> that makes perfectly good there sense. You there you go. <laughs> ah, I didn't know that. Yes, yes. So, yeah, uh, I think from Toronto, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. You got to represent, man. We'll go ahead, huh? right, right up there with Snow, the guy from Snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The informer. Aleki boom boom. Aleki boom boom down. That's right, baby. Anyway, back to back to K9. Yeah, you are saying hardwired. So this particular album, I think it's the first album. It was like, you know, Metallica and Rick Rubin were trying to it definitely feels like they were trying to figure out how to approach this album. But this one, they've established that connection, right? And I think it has more to do with Rick Rubin as like more of a hands-off producer as opposed to Bob Rock, who's got an input on every design because he's a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it definitely feels like, hey, they've kind of figured out like, although this is how Rick Rubin operates and Rick Rubin figures out, oh, this is how Metallica operates. So in a lot of ways, it, to me, it feels like Metallica Unleashed. Um, the other thing I want to add is this album is long and you can tell like I, because I was listening to the iTunes version. So you can tell that this is a, um, it was designed to be a record. It wasn't really designed to be like, Oh, something that you can listen through, you know, I'm not listen, not, not that you can't have that capability, but it wasn't designed for a, um, MP3 format. So it was, you know, because there's two sides to it, right? There's like a side. A and a side. Yes. Two CDs. If you get it on right. CD. So, um, again, you know, like the first song is just speed, man. That, and that's how I like my Metallica, you know, just super fast shredding. This is. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that song. Yep. Man. Probably my favorite in the last two decades. Hardware. That's probably yeah. one of my favorite songs of theirs. Yeah. And then um, I want to go back. Uh, and then I liked Atlas Rise as well. You know, it just oh, yeah. to me it felt like a relentless attack, right? Like it's just I'm just going to keep going, going, going. And it's just. um that was my favorite song actually on the album. Yeah, same. Yeah, that's a great that's a great song too. Yeah, um, for sure. So, and then um, I just want to add out two more songs, and um, the the second one was "Now That We're Dead," and um, and the reason I wanted to highlight this song is that this this particular song this uh, sounds like what Bob Rock where Bob Rock failed, right? Uh, there's a definitely it sound it definitely has a commercial appeal to it, but it's very unpolished. And that's what Bob Rock needed to do is just to, 
leave stuff unpolished, right? And maybe that's where he could have really succeeded. But I think because he's such a perfectionist, he has to have that input into things. So, and then finally spit out the bone. And, and again, it's more of what I wanted. So it's, I get the best way to say it is like, it's the transition from WWE to MMA, right? Like, <laughs> let me explain myself right so when you watch WWE, please yeah, please so do when you watch wwe you know it's it's choreographed right it's uh it's designed where the outcome is you know predetermined right as opposed to mma there is no there is no um it's not predetermined it's two guys That's going wrong. at it it's just raw you know, there's no polish. There's nothing, you know, clean about it. It's just going at it. And that's how I like my Metallica. Like, just like, you know, like how a 14-year-old boy likes <laughs> music, I guess. So, and Spit Out the Bone is, ex- is exactly that kind of, you know, thing. And again, it's, uh, you know, I wanted to add something else. Like, um, when Alice Cooper was recording with Guns N' Roses... And um, he's the thing that kind of bothered him was that Axl Rose would take three, four, five, six takes until he got perfection. And Alice Cooper's like, hey, man, this is rock and roll, man. It's supposed to come from the gut. What's all this polished stuff? So, yeah, this is, again, you know, sometimes we need a little polish. I'm not saying that we don't polish it, but Bob Rock wants a clean sound. And that's where he's getting at. And hey, hey. If you, you know, if we all want to get like, uh, you know, uh, make money and buy $10 million paintings, you know, um, we'd all don't, you know, none of us want to be poor. So I'm not going to knock Metallica for trying to be rich. So I see where they, where they went with that. And it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, Atif, your thoughts? Hard Mine's are very, very different from Imran's actually. So, so I'll tell you what I liked. First of all. Uh, the way it's recorded, very clean, very hi-fi, you know, very modern, right? Uh, so when you listen to it in your car or your radio, it just comes out crisp, man. It's very, very nice, right? What I what I didn't like was it's basically the same chords, same riffs, rehashed, okay? Ooh. This is coming from a guy who plays guitar. I mean, a lot of their stuff is, you know, it's, it's basically around the same same box, same everything and and yeah and and i mean and they came out with great hits like you know creeping death master puppets enter sam and all that right but it's in the same kind of zone so here they stayed comfortably in the zone that that was my problem right Mm -hmm. so like i give you an example uh, what's that song hardwired to self-destruct that's basically whiplash yes oh it's a whiplash yeah (laughs) sorry to say yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. I, I just on. want to interject one thing. And again, when I said again, more of what I wanted, right? So I guess for me is hey, that's what I wanted to hear, and it's I just want to hear a whiplash done twenty times over and over again, right? So that's why that's why you're right. You're absolutely right. Like it's there is a lack of experimentation, and for me, it's like this is the sound I want, and this is what I want to hear. So, for for example, that song, Now That We're Dead, I like that song, mm-hmm. but listen to it carefully. It's basically For Whom the Bell Tolls. Yes. And there's a chun, 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 you know, the, the chaga chaga, mm. right? Yeah. So, the only, uh, I think two songs for me stood out 
slightly uh, different. Halo on Fire, and yeah. the one I really like, Man Unkind. Yeah, uh, this was yeah. done the old school way, and it wasn't done in the uh, uh, from a guitar point of view. It wasn't done in the Metallica box. It was in a different box, right? Yeah, and, I've got those uh, two like, as well. I like that song, that Man in Kind. Yeah. That is a yeah. savage, savage song, dude. That, that's that's a nice one. And yeah, Murder One is the same. Mur- Murder One is the same as Man in Kind. I didn't go that far. Yeah, I stopped. At, Here comes the revenge. I'm like, and I heard spit out the bone because I saw the video, but I was like, yeah, I'm gonna skip this. It's okay. I didn't like the intro. <laughs> skip, 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 skip. You know, that's it. Yeah. So I stopped at around uh, song number nine. Uh, here comes revenge. Because yeah, it's a long album. It's, that's fine. I mean, you know, I have a long drive. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Good to go. Yeah, listen to it. It's all good. But that's I know it's different from what Imran says. What I felt. I'm like, come on, man. Like crisp is good, especially yeah. in this era. Uh, hi-fi and has to sound nice and clean uh, very yeah. very modern that's okay i'm cool with that but in terms of like really like experimenting like you know throwing something new kind of kind of like it's very stock stock okay? it's like yeah. stock chords and stock that's what it was right <laughs> unfortunately yeah so no, you're. I, I, that's yeah, how I felt about it. I think uh, you're absolutely oh, right about that. And I and I again, like I said, like it's. Uh, I listen to Metallica like how a fourteen year old boy listens to it, right? Like, yeah, I want all this speed rock. Man, come on, Imran, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's references to being fourteen. Fucking yeah. <laughs> worried. Yeah. You don't wanna. Yeah, we have listeners. Okay? Yeah, we do have. Gonna be listening to you, <laughs> talking about you about being fourteen, man. It's you know, it's, it's gonna get out there. Some of these guys went to Minara as well. They'd be like, oh, my God, Imran's still 14. Imran and all the SNS, you know, uh, <laughs> all over the world. So you got to be careful with your words, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, so I mean, I, uh, the mentality of a 14-year-old boy. Okay, all right, cool, yeah. it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> that was like worse. for that clarification, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, uh, we're, you know, we're explosions, machine guns, ninjas, all this stuff excites you. And maybe... Uh, Maybe you want to change the number, not 14. Make it 15. I don't know. 14 just gives me bad vibes. I'm a teacher, you know. Okay. see a lot of 14-year-olds. It's kind of like, eh, where are you right now? Yeah. Are, you, you, are you here? Are you there? Are you somewhere, you know, in dreamland? You know, come back. So 15. Yeah. 15 I, you know, it's, yeah. yeah. So, again, it's, you know, like that, those, those guitar shreds. And you're absolutely right. There's no experimentation. It's definitely stock. It's rehashing all the old stuff. And... It's what we would call fan service, right? This is all it is. It's fan service. It's like guys that want to listen to Whiplash over and over again, right? Why? And that's not good. It's <laughs> your and you're you're right. It's not good. And I think for maybe somebody that's not a super huge Metallica fan like I am, for me, it's it fulfills that. So yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah as a, as a real fan. You want to hear a band experiment and go different ways. Yeah, yeah. So let's see what you can do with the sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not the only ones. Uh, other bands too. Let's see where we can take this, right? Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, look, look. Forget this. Look at the Beatles uh, as one example, and uh, uh, even even Guns N' Roses with uh, yep. "Use Your Illusion," trying to experiment with uh, different, you know, a uh, different kind of rock, trying to get harder, trying to get more faster and you know furious and all that so i mean i i don't personally like user illusion i just don't like the way it's recorded Mm -hmm. mixed Mm -hmm. it's like a better but i i do like some of the songs you know 
But yeah, you know, why not? Let, let these guys they should experiment more. And uh, one of the cool things though, each song had a video, so so they were going for that Spotify market where just you know just release each song as a single. I mean, you can yeah. get it as an album too. So yeah, it's like you know, it's like fan service to the the digital era essentially. All right, uh, let's go to Zuffer, man. What uh, what do you think about Hardwired? Um, I mean, well, I can't say much more than what these guys have already said. It, yeah. It's a pretty good album. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. It's it's pretty crisp, as I've mentioned, um, and a little bit more progressive, if, if I can use that word. Like spit out the bone is awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> With the Atlas Rise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's going back to the, or at least trying to go back to the roots. I mean, let's yeah, uh, yeah. feel about this. Yeah, yeah, it was the same. Like, uh, I actually agree with uh, Imran a bit. Where it was kind of like the old stuff, which I liked. You know, Hardwired, Atlas Rise, Moth into a Flame, Man and Kind, Hail on Fire, were my favorites. But uh, yeah, for me, it was just you know good old Metallica kind of coming back. That was good. Abey kab tak rehenge good old Metallica? Yeah. Well, well, speaking of experimentation, I forgot to mention Lulu from oh, 2011. Oh, <laughs> the best album ever made. Lulu. Right. So this was Metallica and Lou Reed's, I guess, concept album based on some two plays by Frank Wedland or whatever, German playwright. And it was a weird spoken word plus metal album. And... Yes. uh My I don't have any thoughts because I hated it. But anyone else want to try and explain this? I try to process me? it, but I couldn't <laughs> because I've never heard anything uh, like it before or after it. So, <laughs> so I, I don't know what 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 are we dealing with here? You know, it's, it's like a UFO sighting. Point. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then my second question is why? You know. Yeah, why? Why you're both rich? You you can you can sit down and you can just you know plan something out and maybe you know work a little, experiment a little. Why why you do? I this? think their question was why not? I mean they have money to burn, so. Chalo, why would you want? Thiye ah go on burn. I ain't buying. Kisi ne bhi nahi khareedi. I don't think anybody bought. No, it didn't do very well. Didn't do well. Yeah, and that's that's why they went back to their roots because they realized, okay, you know what? They're like, maybe, oh shit, we know, better. Yeah. We, need, we need people like Imran because we need to have like fifty thousand Imrans in in the stadium, man. That's what we need. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Need to go back to WWE, right? Oh, yeah. uh, it's a progression from WWE to MMA. <laughs> you know, they don't excite you anymore. Like you know, it's choreographed. You know what's the you know there's the results are predetermined. Right. You want somebody to bash their right, skull right. in. You know that's what I want to see. So it's like UFC one. Run, but yeah, you. Calm down, there, buddy. Ah, a little broccoli, cow, a little alag alag cow, sabziyan cow, goj bhot khara. Calm down, buddy. It's a family oriented podcast, man. Come on, no violence here. <laughs> yeah. Again, you know, it's it's it. I think it's uh, it it really focuses on the worst tendencies of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bichare ko na soderab se isko trauma hoye. Isko maaf karo. Imran bhai, nasta kiya tha swarth mein. Wo bhi ho sakta hai. Ha, insulin fluctuation. Ha, wo bhi hai. No, no. Every time I listen to this album, in fact, before I go to the gym, this is the album I put on. I'll put on a bunch of stuff. Oh, 
but this <laughs> oh yeah i love hardwired hardwired yeah. pumps me up so much oh, so really. <laughs> yeah it does it does it's good for driving yeah. especially like i have a long drive mm-hmm. to work it's like 40 yeah. 45 minutes and i'm like i'm listening to other stuff i'm like it's not working i really need to like wake up put yeah. on some metallic especially this one because the way it's recorded is very mm-hmm. loud uh yeah yeah it's, it's really like blasts in the car i'm like okay this is working yeah. you know good wake up so yeah it's, i guess it has its advantages and disadvantages mm-hmm. but you know me i don't know it's kind of like eh, right. it's nice but you know, yeah yeah something i was expecting something more creative but eh, it's okay creative yeah, I mean, not it's, destructive it's not- yes yeah, it's not your dad's Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, nah. uh, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you, huh? yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's yep. you know again. It's uh, it's the when you say your dad's Metallica, right? It just reminds me of this one time. I used to do these paper delivery routes back when my early twenties, right? And um, I remember going on this particular route, and um, this guy. Um, <laughs> He was a cop. He lived in my neighborhood and he was washing his car and he was listening to Metallica's uh, S&M album, right? Full blast. And he was wait, watching wait. his Corvette and he was a jacked up police officer. Like he was, you know, you could tell he was like lifting weights heavy. And I looked at it and I was like, Metallica is so lame. Number one fanboy. Metallica, yeah, so um, yeah, so and but that was prior to you know, prior to um, Death Magnetic, but uh, yeah, and that, again, this is this has more to do with Bob Rock, man. I think it's what Bob Rock is, right? He's he's not cool. Yeah, but the question is, who 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 decided that Bob Rock should do the uh, the Black Album? It was their management. Yeah, it wasn't even Metallica. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. They never liked the guy. For like years, they hated the guy. Cause yeah, because they, they want to go mainstream, yeah. right? They want to more sales yeah. and stuff. So and and that's and you know, I think we should probably really, and I want to expand on that a bit. Is we as fan people become gatekeepers, right? And that's wrong. We can't be. And going back to Bob Rock, people are sitting there and gatekeeping as what's cool and what's not. Okay, Bob Rock. Yeah, right, Bob okay. Rock. Okay, you know what? He's a lame. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't. That's what yeah, his thing is. Man. That's what his thing is. And as I get older, the less I want to be a gatekeeper. Okay. So hey, more power to you. If you like Bob Rock, yeah. great, man. You know, I'm no. I I don't like or hate him. I mean, he's a guy who's you know well respected in the industry because he brings uh, a certain flavor to the way he does things. You know, so that's that. And Rick Rubin has his own thing. But Rick Rubin is more metal and um, uh, hip hop oriented. He knows this culture, right? So, so between these two guys, I would take Rick Rubin because of his track record with working with other bands such as Slayer uh, and and the whole Def Def Jam scene, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that that's just my thing. But I'm you know management's like, no, you should go with Bob Rock, and they're like, no, we don't want to go with Bob Rock. No, Bob Rock, too bad. You you signed your life away, so. Bob Rocket is, you know, so, okay. So why was that decision made? I don't know. But uh, it's, it's one of those things. And why he continued to work, I don't know, how was it, four albums? Yeah, four albums. Uh, yeah, yeah, what, what, this is yeah. This, this extremely long relationship. So I don't know, man. I don't know what's, what's going on behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. So. Um, Ahmed, I wanted to ask you this um, relating to um, 
specifically to Rick Rubin, and I know you're a big, huge uh, Tom Petty fan. Tom Petty fan. Would you suggest listening to the uh, um, Rick Rubin produced uh, Tom Petty albums? Wildflowers, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, Wildflowers. That's is great. a pretty good album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would say yes. I would say yes. Definitely check that out mm. if you have time. It's a very good album, man. It's this, it's Tom Petty, guys. Yeah. The Rick Rubin. Yeah. The, Rick Rubin basically just organized it, but it's Tom Petty at his at his best, man. It's very good. Very nice songs and good yeah. songs too, eh? Okay. Like, yeah. Lyrics, good meaning, good you know, all that. This is it's tight. Good album. And you and you and Rasul, you're also a huge fan as well as Kurechi. Oh yeah, I love Tom Petty. Um, I yeah, uh, man. I think ever since Into the Great Wide Open, someone gave me that album mm-hmm. with that song. I just uh, yeah. yeah. Who doesn't Tom, like Tom Petty, man? Yeah, yeah, I love Tom Petty. You know, and that guitar player, Mike Free Mike Fall. Campbell. This is magic, man. Yeah, the Heartbreakers. Guys. Yeah, Tom the Petty little, the Heartbreakers. Very good, very good. Really, really good. Uh, one of the best. One of his books is out. His biography or autobiography. I think I'm thinking of grabbing it. Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. Solid guy. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's um. I've always been a, a Tom Petty fan, even like back in the. But you don't like Rick Rubin Who, for me? some reason. No, no, yeah. man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Rick Rubin like uh, huge fan. Like there was a time where I used to buy everything that Rick Rubin touched. So I even bought this uh, album uh, by this band called Palo Alto. They were not. They were okay. Yeah. They were okay, but they were hyped beyond no reasoning. As the America's answer to Oasis. Ole. Yeah. That's why nobody's ever heard of it. Itna bada. Itna bada. Chhoda iski had nahi. Ole boy. Patang 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 zada hi ud gayi upar. You know, again, I think it's it's what um, he he just has this pulse on the cultural zeitgeist to understand what makes things sound good, right? Like. First, first and foremost, he was like the guy that back in the early '80s, he was a CBGB guy that was like out there listening to hardcore punk bands from New York City. You know, this is where he's coming from. You know, um, mm. that's his background. So he has a year for an year for like understanding. Uh, you know, music is like, hey, this is a, and then he was like one of the first uh, guys to like listen to like hip hop bands. And get collaboration with them, and then he moved on, produced more albums. So he's a, and he revived Johnny Cash's career. Like, hey, let's not forget that man. That was amazing. I mean, if so, you go to his wiki, I, I've page, always been a Rick Rubin fan. This is, a, like this is an one incredible of my list of band. Uh, and now he's like, he looks like a weird guru with his big beard and long hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah, as well. He, yeah, uh, he produced uh, Blood yeah. Sugar Sex Magic, man. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Ball Breaker Beastie Boys. Beastie yeah. Boys, yeah, yeah. License the Ill. So yeah. I've always been a fan of Ruben. I think he's um, he's he 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 understands he understands what makes at least makes me go wow. This is amazing. Okay, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Not a huge Bob Rock fan. He produced Mel's. No, no, me. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you can make a song that right. says the hero, what was it called? The hero, the day of the hero? Hero, hero of the day. day. Hero of the and day. You can, you know, hero if you can make day. something Metallic garbage rest. like that, I'm like, all right, you know what? You failed at everything in life. You came up with that. That's it. You failed. <laughs> you failed. Oh, wow. 
I cannot. <laughs> you hate that oh, song, I huh? hate that song more. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, we know, we know. <laughs> you mentioned it before. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's funny. Oh, good. All right, guys. I've, uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm ready to close unless there's any final comments, final thoughts. Anybody? I'm good. Let's just see what they come up with next. They've kind of indicated they're getting old and uh, they want to scale yeah. back <laughs> on the touring. So, they finally caught on, huh? Yeah, yeah finally <laughs> caught on. So yeah. let's see. Let's see what the future has in store for these cats. I mean, to be fair, uh, Iron Maiden's still touring. Not as much, but, you know, they're still touring. So, yeah. And these oh, guys yeah. are big oh, yeah. fans of and friends of Iron yeah. Maiden. So they will probably do something in that vein. I mean, they're from, like, the prehistoric era. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they were there when the dinosaurs roamed. Yeah, yeah. They're still <laughs> right, around, right, man. Right, yeah. Dinosaurs are yeah. dead. Maiden is still kicking. Yeah. yeah. Maiden and their, yeah. and their, and their granddaddy, uh, what was it, Rolling Stones? Yeah. They don't die. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Let's not forget Stones. Yes, yes. I, I think they're aliens. I don't think they're human. <laughs> something, man. Something. So. Uh, how, how old is that guy? Like, 100 Keith or? Richards, man. Yeah. yeah. 150. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Done everything and yeah, still alive. Like yeah, he, he's pretty old, old looking. All that, all those drugs, you know. The, yeah, and the smoking and drinking, the binging. Yeah, he survived. He survived. Everybody else died. Generations died. This guy's still around. You know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, I think I'm gonna close it there. So thanks to Zafar Atif and of course K9 as always. All right. And, hey. uh, Peace. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Care, Thanks bye for bye. the invite. Yeah, for sure. And uh, come back again, please. We'll have some more fun. We'll do. All right. All right. Stay tuned. It's been iRock City with the Rocket and K9 guesting Atif and Zafar. Peace. Peace.